Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Joined by our friend, the former NHL goalie, he's Mike McKenna, joining us here on the show. Mike, I know you're always typically out uh, out on the ice at like 3 a.m., getting ready, getting going for your day. How you doing today, man? <laughs> I'm good. I was on the ice at seven, uh, standard deal for a Friday morning, but you know what? We were missing some bodies. I, I kind of forget what it's like for there to actually be a spring break for school. This is the first year in a non COVID world that our two daughters, uh, which are in kindergarten and third grade have a spring break, like a normal one, you know? And so I, I didn't even, it even cross my mind that we could have gone somewhere and done something. <laughs> now I feel bad because I, I'm kind of like guilted into it because it seemed like everybody else I skated with this morning, was like headed out of town or something. So uh, it was a good day on the slab, but uh, looking forward to a couple of days just to spend time with the kids. Well, Mike, if you ever need an extra body for hockey, uh, I can volunteer BK because. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a real. It's better than wasting a parking cone, you know? Yeah, well, orange cones have a purpose, and sometimes an orange cone would be better than some defenseman that I've played behind previously. So, you know, if. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Billy Husso you know feels what? that way sometimes. People that are listening to this are probably going, yeah, well, I've played with shooter tutors that are better than you, Mike. So it's a two-way street. Shooter tutors. I like this one. <laughs> I like this one. Well, Mike, let, let's start with the surprising news from yesterday, I guess. Uh, your co-host and, um, and co-worker, Frank Saravalli of Daily Faceoff, he put a piece out yesterday saying that he's heard that Doug Armstrong has contacted some general managers around the NHL about Jordan Bennington. Are you surprised to hear that? Well, I think that every general manager does their due diligence. And I think that this was probably more of a case from what I can gather of Doug Armstrong just saying, hey, what do you think regarding Jordan Bennington? And I don't think there was much traction at all with teams, largely just because of the the size and length of his contract. Five more years left at six per year is it's a hefty cap hit. And considering how Jordan's played this year, I think there would be some very, very strong hesitation to anybody making a move for him. Um, but man, teams need goalies. And right now I don't think that that was lost on Doug Armstrong. Again, I don't think there was much traction to it, but you know, if let's say somebody wanted to bite on dinner on Bennington, if he were to go, you've got Huso in the wings, you can spend money to bring him back. There's a lot of things that could happen. So like I say, I don't think there was much to it, but I do find it interesting that it was at least uh, enough of a thing for it to end up being in the public domain. Does that tell us more about how the Blues view Jordan Bennington or how they view Ville Husso? Um, I would say it's more just the salary cap world more than anything. Um, I mean, anytime you could possibly loosen up $6 million of cap space, that's a pretty big deal. And, and 
you know, six million bucks, you're not looking for a nine oh four save percentage. You're looking for a nine seventeen, nine eighteen, nine twenty. Like you're you're looking for a player to perform to that. And so far, that hasn't been Bennington so far this year. There's been glimpses, but we've also seen the struggles. So I think it's a little bit of both. And I think that Huso has obviously made a case for himself. They feel comfortable with him. Uh, his consistency this year has been phenomenal. So uh, is it a small sample size for Huso? Yeah, it is. But, again, if you're trying to balance cap space, these are things that you have to look at as a general manager. If you're a goalie, if you're Jordan Bennington's shoes, Mike, uh, can you can you come back from this? And I understand the way that's phrasing it, and it's not a great way to put it, but if you're Jordan Bennington and you sign that long-term contract and then you find out that they're they're shopping you, if they come back to you and can't find a deal and they don't re-sign a Huso and he's their number one guy, can you move on from that? Well, you have to. And, I mean, I think that every goalie out there and every player for that matter, unless your name is like Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid, probably realizes that your name is going to come up in trade talks at some point. Now, is it surprising that it's public? Yeah, a little bit, but it's also a kick in the pants. You know, oh, man, I really got to get it going here. Because the moment you leave the organization you signed with, there's no guarantees anywhere. And here's what I like about Jordan Bennington. The guy's a fighter, man. He's a battler. Like, he's absolutely had to grind to get everything he's gotten in the NHL and his career. I believe in him being able to get it back. You just have to keep going for it. And, you know, is it ideal this season with Huso playing so well and taking ice time? It, probably not because Bennington hasn't gotten the same number of starts in a row, you'd think, but that's because Huso's earned the net. So I, I think Bennington can get past it for sure. He's a, he's a fighter. He's a battler. And, and big picture here, when you're a professional hockey player, your name's always up in trade talks. And, and I think we're all really well aware of that. Uh, and you just have to do your best to make sure that you end up where you want to. Another couple of minutes here with Mike McKenna, former NHL goalie, joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Uh, Mike, Jeremy Rutherford put together a good piece today breaking down the top trade targets for the Blues. And he, he listed a few that were under the category of might make the most sense at this point, given the prices that we're seeing some of these guys getting shopped for. And the players that he had under that are Carson Susie from Seattle, Nick Letty, the guy that you told us a couple of weeks ago you like from Detroit, Jacob Middleton from San Jose, Brandon Dillon from Winnipeg. Where are you at on this now? We've only got a few days just this weekend before the NHL's trade deadline. What do you think is the most likely scenario for the Blues as we approach the deadline? Yeah, I wouldn't touch Middleton. Uh, I just do not like that San Jose team and what's going on there. And, and I don't mean that as a knock on Middleton as a person or anything. I just, I'm not sure that that's the right fit at all. Um, I do like Susie. I liked him a lot in Minnesota previously, but I really think that Letty can bring an aspect to the Blues that works. He's been on good teams before. He knows what it takes to perform at high levels. You know that they're missing him in Long Island a ton right now. Um, I think he makes sense. And I wouldn't mind Dylan either. I'm not as high on Dylan as I would be on Letty, even though Letty's been in a tough scenario in Detroit. Um, I still really like how he plays. I think he'd fit in. Uh, I do think that the Blues are bummed that they probably couldn't pull off Sherratt or be in the mix there. And I don't think that Giordano is the path that they're going to be looking down because he's going to command a pretty hefty ransom compared to the four that we just talked about. So if the blues can grab something that's, you know, that they're giving away something other than a first round pick or even a second round pick, that's a good fit. Um, And to me, those four kind of 
fit into that mold. I mean, I think the Blues would still like to – I mean, they still might be in on Giroux. But boy, that's going to take an awful lot of cap wrangling to make it happen. So I think the most likely move would be on the back end. It's nice to have Scandella back. But, man, if you're going for a playoff run, you need to have depth on the backside. Final one for you, Mike, and then we'll get you out of here on this. What about the long-term options? Do you think it's still a possibility for a Jacob Chikrin or an Ivan Provorov for the Blues? Provorov is the one that I'd keep my eye on. I don't think Chikrin is the landing spot for the Blues. Just knowing what other teams have valued him for on the market, I don't know if the Blues could swing that deal. Um, You know, you've got teams out there monitoring Chikrin that are – Teams like in L.A. or in Anaheim that have some cap space to work with and are building, even though they're good in L.A. right now, uh, Florida flew through a pretty nice package towards Arizona that was declined. Um, I don't know specifics on it, but I know it was pretty big. Uh, And the rumor was that Spencer Knight, goaltender for the um, Florida Panthers, would have been involved in that package, and it got turned down. Or that's who Arizona wanted, and Florida said, no, we're not giving him up. So if that's the case, you have to know Arizona's looking for something big with prospects that could possibly play. I don't think the Blues want to do that. So I think it's a tough landing spot for Chikrin. Provorov's a different story because he is deeper into his career. He's performed previously, and he just seems stale in Philadelphia. So long-term play at this deadline for Provorov, I'd still be kind of surprised by it. I think the Blues are more in rental market. But I think in summertime, all bets are off the draft. Who knows? I think Provorov could be in play maybe later. He's Mike McKenna, former NHL goalie, now an analyst for the Daily Faceoff and Sirius XM NHL. You can also follow him on Twitter, at MikeMcKenna56. He tweets out a bunch of videos, stuff that he's doing with Frank Saravalli, all the work that he's doing for the Daily Faceoff you can find right there. Mike, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy this weekend. Enjoy Monday as it's trade deadline day, and we'll talk with you again next week. I will. I can't wait. We're doing three and a half hours live at Daily Faceoff streaming. No ads, no commercials. So you can look at my ugly mug for half of a day if you want to, if you want to stream it. So if people want to do that, go right ahead. We'll be breaking all the news. But, yeah, have a great weekend. It's going to be no shortage of excitement leading up to trade deadline. Get that coffee, Mike. That's right. I need about five (laughs) roasts. I'll be all set. (laughs) Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Same to you. That's Mike McKenna joining us here on 101 ESPN.